Blog Talk Radio. Friday, ladies and gentlemen, this is the 7th of February, and we are live here from our Studio 111 by Radio Saigon. It is Fun Attic Radio. I know it's Michael Gardner, and join with me, Ben Florence of BeFlow360.com, not in Sochi. As we checked, speed, we were uh, playing like a bobsled team to go as that special country that has no affiliation due to political strife or what have you. And we were all set to go. We had the fun, just like the Jamaican Bobsled team. And then Expedia showed us pictures of a hotel, so we decided to stay, which is what we'll begin today. We'll get to the Super Bowl in a minute. Damn right. Good friend Malcolm Barber will join us to talk the you know, DMX George Zimmerman boxing match. Which yeah. We will start with the greatest soundtrack in the world. Tonight on NBC. Well, I actually was watching some of it uh, during class today, tweeting Olympic fashions of all the countries' clothes that I wish I had, like the USA's ugly Christmas sweaters. Beautiful. Uh, Russia, the Russian team were wearing, looks like Santa Claus suits. And then Croatia had like these fuzzy hats. It was it was weird also because apparently there were some technical issues with one of the, these special snowflakes, electronic snowflakes in the Olympic rings. One of them didn't work. So for the longest time, they had four rings. And then they kept showing this overhead view of, of course, I'm not going to spoil it. Actually, no, you can tune in tonight watch NBC's primetime coverage. But the interesting uh, fact of that, you were saying it's the first time and how long since the U.S. did not bring a president or a vice president? It was, it's been a while. I'd have to look at it. It may have been... Barcelona. Uh, let me take a look. Uh, last time. Well, basically our U.S. delegation, uh, quoted by the Washington Post, said, quote, we're not chopped liver. And I, interestingly enough, our representatives, it's actually, fun fact, the first time since the 2000 simulator. Mm. So even sooner than I thought. I mean, you know, I don't know why nobody went to Sydney. But the fact that oh, uh, that was an election year. That's probably why. Skater uh, Brian Batano, hockey player Caitlin Cahal, and it was supposed to be Billie Jean King, but so the the first two went. Uh, no surprise that the U.S. sent two openly gay former athletes to the Sochi Olympics to represent us during the opening ceremonies. Are you surprised? Not surprised that the U.S. did this? Uh, I'm not surprised. I mean. There's been so much controversy that, like, you know, the, the pretty outrageous anti-gay laws that have been instituted in Russia. So I think this is a good way to for the U.S. to stick a needle in Vladimir Putin's eyes and um, basically show them that, you know, basically help or change the narrative and keeping the focus on that in a way Rather than have, you know, the president or Joe Biden engaging in the pop and circus dance. But instead, it's, uh, you know, like I said, sticking a needle in their eye and probably making uh, Vladimir Putin squirm, which is always, always a good thing. We were actually talking about when Sochi got the Olympic bid, one of the rare occurrences when he spoke English. That's right. Well, well, I told you that. Now, it's part of a... uh, main appeals, apparently, when he was making the bid, he actually spoke in English, which he never does in person. I'm not surprised you're actually listening to me like that. So, 
Do they start tomorrow? What events are you looking well, for? Well, they started last yesterday. Yeah, that's what's so weird about it. Why would they do that? Because apparently they, they set the schedule up for the opening ceremony to start on the Friday night. But apparently they added more games, so they needed more spin. And I'm like, why didn't they just move the opening ceremony over? Because it's absurd to have Olympic games before the opening ceremony. That just doesn't make any sense. I mean, they do this every now and again in the Summer Olympics, too, which is it's, it's BS. That qualifying, that downhill training, folk-style qualification, mogul qualification, uh, figure skating, short programs. I actually had some short programming, which is rare. We love programming. But then this weekend, we are slated for some exciting action, especially on Sunday. We will actually have a few medal events. Downhill alpine skiing, which I am very excited for. It's an event that uh, my boy, Bodie Miller, <laughs> he used to compete in, because I don't think he's in the Olympics this year. Then we also have women's snowboarding SBS. What is that? What's that? Some women's snowboarding, which is an Olympic sport. Cross-country oh, skiing. Whoa! whoa. Is I, I can't let that fly. That's, that's outrageous. I'm for it. Okay. The women's cross-country yeah. skiing, 15 kilometer, 15 kilometer. We'll go European on that. Absolutely. And then the biathlon. And then men's singles run for loose. Being the new uh, BMW and the Luge, that's not bobsled, is it? What's that? Luge and bobsled are two different things. Um, yes, uh, they're I believe there's two different crap. Let me uh, uh, and then at nine, and then at uh, twelve p.m. on Sunday, team ice dance, free dance, team figure skating, which the United States is supposed to have a. Solid pair, as told by NBC. Guys, these has two people, Sean White and Shawnee Davis. Really, the, the difference between a bobsleigh and a luge. The bobsleigh is the is a according to somebody on Yahoo Answers, uh, a mostly enclosed sled with two or four people running start, one steers, one brake, and four to just help start and ride along. The luge, it's feet first, push start, solo or pairs. So I think the difference is um, you're going feet first, and usually loose is just single, boss with more of a team action. Any major events you're looking forward to? Uh, well, one event I always enjoy is, I know everyone loves the curling. Curling is awesome. But I always like the biathlon. You know, you get a little cross-country skiing, and then you got some shooting. It's completely absurd, and it's one of those, bizarre Olympic sports that I just think is great. So I enjoy that. Curling, the hockey will obviously be hot and uh but you're you're in luck this weekend. Curling um uh, men's gold medal game, eight thirty AM on it says February twenty first. So that that would be two weeks. I guess it's but the website's just February eighth. No, that's looking at the schedule for today, but you're looking at now or I don't know. I, I all I've heard is that the NBC website is a bitch. Yeah, it's actually really hard to navigate. I actually I downloaded the app and it's so far I've gone through three updates. The fact that they can't get it right. Hockey, USA lost like a radio show gold medal. Right. What was that? Canada. What about it? Hockey lost, U.S. hockey lost to Canada. Is there even more to prove this time now that we are on neutral ice? I, I think it will be uh, an interesting show uh, because, uh, you know, Canada, it's going to come down to U.S. and Canada and hockey. Let's just be fair. Not Sweden. The reigning, the defending world champions. Sweden, actually, Sweden will be in the mix. So it's going to come down to one of those things. I don't think Russia's going to be in the mix because Russia's team really isn't that deep. USA is a very deep club as does Canada. So I think ultimately it's going to come down to those two. I think Canada won't act because you have the whole edge of playing in front of your country. So you have huge motivation. But even then... They they only want they only the U.S. took an overtime in that classic gold medal game, so I think we're gonna have some more classic hockey, and but I still think Canada's probably the favorite, but the U.S. may uh, if the U.S. nobody's gonna be surprised if the U.S. goes gold. 
Well, they they're in a group with Finland and Czech Republic. Mm. Difficult teams to play. Uh, Russia, the host nation, has Austria and Sweden, which is also a very difficult group to get out of. And Canada has Slovakia, no Slovenia and Latvia. Sweden. Any other big sports? You said you like the biathlon. You like curling. We try to get a curling team. Usually you can actually curl in, um, I think, in Arlington. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that surprise me? There's a, there's a rink you can do that. Uh, along with alpine skiing for me, another one I'm looking for, event I'm looking forward to is uh, short track speed skating. Mm, sort, of, sort of the track of the Winter Olympics mm-hmm. where we had the greats of Apollo Tano Ono and his epic battle with the South Koreans. Then we had... Um, who was the guy from the Netherlands in, oh, in 2010? Um, Von Klaum, like or something like that. Oh, oh, I know that guy's name. It was uh, uh, Giovanni von Bromkorst. No. I think that's him. And he's the soccer player. He's the guy that was part of the Netherlands team that racked up uh, a lot of yellow cards and was one of the, statistically, one of the dirtiest teams in World Cup history. Oh, I, I, I don't agree with what does that even mean, specifically the dirtiest? How about freestyle skiing? Mm. What is freestyle skiing? That, uh, isn't that the, um, uh, uh, I don't know. Because downhill, well, downhill skiing, alpine skiing is like the slalom, the super G, the combined, which is epic. The combined is epic. I don't know what freestyle skiing is. Oh, freestyle skiing is when they go up the jump and do all the flips. That's right. That's what it is. Okay. That's what I was kind of thinking that. They need to clarify that a little bit. Like, what is that in their ski jumping, which is like the old 1970s event yep. where you just launch off. I'm running the trials that uh, commentated by uh, our good friend Al Troutwick. Yes. We love Al Troutwick. Epic watching that. It's something that you like. When you watch, you think you can do it. But as soon as you get up there and, and rock it down this hill, when skis with no with no poles to yep. control your balance, it's actually really hard. Do not do it. I want to give a shout out to Steamboat Springs, 15 U.S. Olympians. Just a fun fact of the day. More fun facts coming up, too. That was fun. Then there's Nordic Combined, and there's snowboarding. Sean White. Yeah. We, um, the story broke earlier this week. Pulled out of one of the uh, many events he was scheduled to uh, compete in. Yeah, it was. Hurt his wrist, apparently because the... Course was too dangerous. Yep, I, I and you know what's interesting on uh, online, I found some. One, I think it was a Russian guy that went on the course. It was the um, snowboard slope style, but we have a new event, and he had like a camera on him during the uh, when he went on it himself, and it was just it was completely nuts. You watch him on this course, like it's completely insane. Like I got the video video here, and it's just crazy. So, it's... Uh, well, what, what is slope style? I think it's because you're, you're going down a slope, I guess. I'm not entirely certain. But USA leads this category, and in, in snowboarding alone, 19 with seven gold medals. The next, the next best country is Switzerland with nine. It's like those sports that, you know, in the, in the Olympics... So the U.S. can keep winning the medal count. Uh, future gold medaling events for that Sunday, SBS has to be super slope, I'm assuming. Um, Other slope style, don't know what SBS. I think that's the one that um, Sean White is in. No, the FBS is the uh, football bowl subdivision. No, SBS. I know. I'm kidding. And then women's is on the ninth. Well, HP's half pipe. That's when Sean White is in. Yes. Not Hewlett Packard. He was in a few. But it was interesting when he pulled out of the slope style, which is one of the, another one of those events that it was, like, huge at the Winter X Games, and then they added it to... So, cause they, did, they did it in the Summer Olympics, too. They added, like, BMX. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. What slope style is, it's a... It's a Apparently, the goal is to perform the most difficult tricks while getting the highest altitude off jumps with an emphasis on performing different types of tricks instead of doing one great trick repeatedly. Do you know what I think it is? Do you remember that video game? Um, SSX Tricky? Yes. Yes. 
I think that's it. You know, they start at the top of the hill, and then there's all these yeah. jumps. I think that's what that event is. And what's interesting is that uh, one of the uh, Canada Slipstyle guys said that, said that, oh, Sean White's pulling out because he knows he can't win. Ooh. Which is uh, controversy. We love it. Absolutely. So, But like, like I said, I watched video of this course, and it's just absurd. Like, because you, you're going out with this guy. Like, this court, like, how is this safe? Like, there's a massive jump, and it's outrageous. Yeah, that is a huge uh, topic of conversation. Also, not a lot of um, drama going into these Olympics. There's one in Canada that's, like, hockey was a huge staple. And then this year, Lindsey Vaughn is out. So, there goes the USA. Wait, it's women's best chance at alpine skiing. Men's. There's no Bodie Miller like where it was in Torino when he had all this hype and backing from Nike and failed to medal in a single event. Mm-hmm. No Apollo Ono and his great rivalries. We love Apollo Ono. So there's like no... I mean, and then ice, ice dancing. There's no, you know, no hard and carrying like from uh, Louis Hammer. So we have to find our own story. We were following the Jamaican bobsled team. Yes. Because we couldn't go ourselves, we'll support the three athletes that represent Jamaica. Any other Olympic talk? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, we, we joked about it at the top of the show. What do you thought from the whole hotel thing? All these journalists tweeting out pictures of, of toilets that you can't flush toilet paper down, and then some of the door handles don't work. There was one I liked it where this, uh, the, the lady said our hotel lobby has no floor. It's under construction. And all that's on the desk is, I'm guessing, a little dialect phone in a picture of Putin. <laughs> well, what's interesting is that with a toilet thing, some have said that the toilet thing where you can't, there, you have, there's a little, like, trash can to put your, you know, after you go number two and you wipe yourself, hopefully, um, you put it in the little trash can. Apparently that's common in some parts of the world. But you're hearing a lot of these horror stories. Like the, them not drinking the water, like the, yeah. like this color. It looks like apple juice. Exactly. And the thing is, like uh, apparently one journalist wrote about. Well, you know, the elite, I give credit to the people at the front desk because they are great at giving out this awful news about this water. Like the one journalist tweeted, like, "Well, uh, I guess this is a. I was told this is not good water to wash your face with, or really to do anything with." So this whole thing uh, with the hotel, it's just, I mean, it's easy to make fun of reporters when they whine about stuff like this, but a lot of this stuff is pretty outrageous. It's it's just a mess. Is it shaping up to be an awful Olympics? Because we start, it was originally started off with Russians' views towards homosexuality. Yep. And then uh, the Black Widow terrorist scare. Yep. And then uh, several several terrorist events with uh, train stations, and eventually attacks got closer and closer to Sochi. Mm-hmm. The fact that it is 60 miles far away from civilization, as on the Black Sea. Uh, last a couple of weeks ago, Graham and I reported from SI that the U.S. is putting warships in the Black Sea in case of emergency. The opening ceremony stuff didn't work. Hotels aren't working. The <laughs> the SS Tricky Course is a nightmare. <laughs> what else could go wrong? Um, I, re- I really don't know. I think we listed out a long Of course, the Olympics are always a major terrorist, uh, you know, obviously, because you get so many foreign people. Uh, I don't know even know if you mentioned all the hacking that's going on. Oh, yeah, here's problem as well. I think when Nancy Pelosi did an interview, like, I'm surprised that they put it in Sochi to begin with. I think potentially we could be uh, over uh, analyzing things, maybe, but I'm not certain about that. But so the games haven't even started yet. Exactly, well, they, have, they barely have, and they really haven't got going. That's going to start tonight. But it's and another thing about the Olympics: the Winter Olympics simply does not have the intrigue that the summer does. In the summer, you're going to these big, great cities. In the winter, you're like. Uh, in the middle of nowhere. I mean, Sochi is a sizable city, but, you know, it's way south and kind of also in the middle of nowhere. So I think that there's a lot of things that could have the potential to go wrong and to be disastrous. 
And so it's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on going forward, of course. I mean, we're going to have our eyes on it today because of the Olympics. But there, there is a real potential for some for some bad uh, bad crap to go on down in the Sochi, Russia. That was to say it. Uh, he, he didn't know how to pronounce it, but he's like, Soki? Soki, Russia. Yep. Some more events, to uh, Interesting events that we'll be watching. And hopefully you as an American fan will as well. Yeah, America. Two-man bobsled yeah. meddling is February 17th. So this is the second week of the Olympics. This is when you, the fans, will get to Lolo Jones in action. Yes. Who we mentioned on this show is now a bobsledder, not a hurdlist. She will be competing for a medal February 19th. And then one of the very last days of Olympic competition, the famous night train with the uh, bobsled combination from the Bodine brothers and now BMW North America helped design the U.S. bobsled team. They'll compete in the four-man for the medal February 23rd. I'm looking forward to that. Because that, that's, a cool, that's a cool story that a lot of people haven't really touched on is that car companies are helping with the aerodynamics of bobsledding. Ferrari's pitched in with Italy. You have Toyota working with the Japanese bobsled team. BMW North America is helping out. Out of California is helping out the USA team along uh, Brett and Jeff Bodine. I think Mercedes-Benz is with the German team. That is cool. That is a cool sport that people should be watching. But it's interesting, though, at least according to Yahoo, that... You might want to uh, put this in the mail before you go to jail. Actually, who get the most gold medals? Do you know who is? Predicted to get the most medals. Gold medals. Probably the Swiss. No, Norway. Really? Yep. The Norwegians. How about that? Great stuff, Olympic talk. We have... Or actually, overall... Actually, no. Norway would have more overall, but not the most gold. It could be... When's the last time the USA failed to win the medal count? One in Vancouver. I'm pretty sure we won in London. We, like, outnumbered China, like, 130 to, like, 80. Yeah, but China did have, like, a super, like a lot of gold. They basically had, like, all gold. They're, like, a couple bronze. Yeah. We, we, so we won 2012, won 2010. I think we won Torino. I'm pretty sure the last time we failed to do it was Athens. Yeah, I would have to look that. So they didn't win in basketball that year. That was a great team coach by Larry Brown and had stars such as Allen Iverson. <laughs> and I want to say, well, Tim Duncan was on that team. Melo was in his first year. No LeBron James. I don't think LeBron James was on that team. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, hey, good stuff. We're coming out with football and more. You're listening to Fanatic Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. And whoever made the decision to give you this big fancy studio is an idiot. The reason you wake up on game day and put on your team's colors. Fanatic Radio on Blog Talk Radio.
even with the way they're playing, we could go undefeated. The reason you wake up on game day and put on your team's cars. Fanatic Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you are living la vida loca. And read the Flow's blog as he's pumping out extensive content, among other things. And so, ironically enough, I am sort of a pseudo writer to the cause. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, the only thing that I'll post is episodes of this show and a brief description. That's fine. No, a brief description of it. I mean, to, I generally. And then my take on various Olympic sports. You you have a free reign. You just gotta you know make sure the writing is you know in a sense what I do. Yeah, I gotta actually four year old wrote it. I gotta actually like first post. I gotta actually do some writing with it. Yeah, or just do the blog stuff. I mean, or the uh, radio shit on podcast, bro. All right, so uh, some some small events. We want to give a happy trails to our good friend Jay Leno, who did his last Tonight Show yesterday. Yep. So Jimmy Fallon takes over next week. Uh, I think it's either. I think it's not next week. I think it's the week after. He t- he'll take over at midnight. Uh, I forget when the Olympic coverage ends, but he'll take over like twelve oh five, and then the Olympic uh, late night show will be one oh five. Oh boy, the classic late night show. Sad to see Jay Leno go. No, uh, I've never been a Jay Leno. I I just don't think he's funny. Uh, yeah, the whole Conan thing. I mean, yeah, that was. I mean, I think people forget that Conan. Did have nothing to do with it, and ultimately the problem was not Leno; it was NBC. Mm. It was a royal mess up by NBC, and again, NBC keeps on doing this, where they um, they uh... oh, are you Mr. Burns? No. <laughs> so, how you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Um, have you? Did you make reservations for this? No, we tried to call and no one answered. Okay, so you have my number, right? Yes. So and you have my email? Uh, I have your email. I think I have your number. So, uh, so email me and then let's set up to make sure you get reservations. All right. Okay. Also, Graham Burns, I shot him an email because um, he's not in the system and I need to talk to him before I can put him in the system. Perfect. Okay. I'm Mr. Madison. Oh, I'm ben. Hey Ben. Trace is familiar, but yeah. I don't remember the whole name. What's the whole name? Ben Flores. Ben Flores. All right, so, um, yeah, so shoot me an email, make the request so that we can we can be legal with you guys. Perfect. Sounds good. Guys, no more. No more. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. By the way, yeah. did you guys see a headset in here last week? Mine is a headset. I didn't. All right. All right, enjoy. Thank you. Shoot me an email now. Will do. You were saying? Um, oh, you were... What was I saying? Wonderfully interrupted by our good friend Mr. Madison, who is giving us our take on uh, the stock market. Stock writer? Great professor. What were we talking about? I don't know what we were talking about. We were talking about... Oh, Jay Leno. Oh, we're talking about Jay Leno. Conan O'Brien. First of all, we apologize to the... uh, to our, uh, our, our listeners. Yes. First of all, I want to give a congratulations to this show. We have eclipsed 40,000 listeners. So in our four-year history, we average 10,000 listeners a year. And you were saying, the gentleman show got 41 million views last not, not 41 million. They got like or 16 million or 41 million viewers. 41 is the number of uh, Kyle Larson's car in the uh, Spring Cup Series. I'm looking forward to him. But anyways, back on track, (laughs) after that piece of awesome, Um, what happened was, again, NBC, I I understand what they're doing, but they're pushing out, Leno's not like uh, retiring, at least they didn't do what they did the last time with Kona, where they're like, all right, four years from now, you have to leave the ship. So, and NBC messed that up. I don't think it's going to mess up again because I don't think Leno, because not putting him in prime time, which got awful, ruined NBC prime time. But, I mean, but I don't like Leno. I think he's, I think he's a worm. I don't think he's funny. 
and and I just think I don't think he's any good. So I I think I'll take Letterman. I'll take Kimmel. Love Jimmy Fallon. Are you excited that Jimmy Fallon Crazy. is the next Tonight Show guy? I'm not a huge Fallon guy. Uh, I don't think he's funny. I think, I don't think he's funny. I think the music stuff he does is great. Well, the his show is great. The fact the that show, he has yeah, the show roots in a house band. Awesome. And then is the the one that the uh, the sticks he does uh, the uh, the sets what he does with his guests. Yeah, like slow jamming the news and their Romney. Exactly. And racing like Barack Obama and Brian Williams and all that. The show itself, I think, is enjoyable. And it's interesting that what they did that was right. What they did, you know, previously in that show with Conan and then before with Letterman, who was the originator of the show was that they made it unique. They didn't make it like a Tonight Show clone. So June Fallon did all the music stuff, and he did a lot of, like, skipping NF, uh, SNL. So, but now, apparently, they're going to go back to a, uh, It's going to be more of the same, but they're going to have a longer monologue. But it's not going to be like Conan, where I think they try to make Conan like Leno in a similar show, which I felt, I think, was a mistake. They put him in Los Angeles. They wanted him to change his stuff because... Uh, the whole thing with Leno is that you had to appeal, you have to appeal to the Midwestern folks because Johnny Carson famously was from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is that, and then Cohen's ratings went down. But people forget that Cohen's ratings went down because there was no lead in from ten o'clock because Jay Leno was there, and Jay Leno's ratings went down. And they also gave him the better gas. They basically undercut Conan by giving him my heavily promoted Jay Leno in prime time, which is a terrible idea. A huge mistake again. So, but I'm not going to miss Jerry Leno. I think Fallon will do pretty well as long as he sticks to his stuff. You got Seth Myers. I like Seth Myers. I think he's pretty good. And the thing with Seth Myers is that he also will definitely he's a sports guy. He'll do the politics stuff as well. So, but personally, in terms of late night, uh, give me Letterman. You know, Letterman's uh, stick. You know, it's it's not as fresh as he used to be. But I still think he's pretty good. I'm a uh, not as funny as having uh, as having David Stern at the top ten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Craig Ferguson. I think Craig Ferguson's hilarious because he's his show is so like bizarre and different. He's got like a robot and he's a late late show. Yeah, he that show's wild. I think Kill's hilarious. Uh, I like Conan. Um, but I'm not gonna miss Jalen. Great video of uh, Conan O'Brien doing. Well, in DC we have something called the Uber, which is. An app you can get on your on your. And it's in other places too. I don't think it's in New York yet. But it's an app you can get on your phone for the, uh, the technologically unsound. It's it's an app you can get on your your smartphone. It was basically the future. Thank you. According to Steve Jobs. Boy, it's um, an app you can get on your phone that basically these cars are hooked up to it, and it's sort of like a, fan, a luxury taxi that you can get on instant instead of getting into a cab with a throw up on the seat and a credit card machine that doesn't work. Kind of hey, like hey. in your car. I don't have a car, though. And that's the Catch-22. So the funny thing is, uh, Carnell Bryant, Ice Cube, and Kevin Hart get an Uber or a Lyft car that is in L.A. and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> it's a difficult pill to swallow. I think you have to find a way to, to deal with it and, and process it. And like I said, if you... Uh, if you can, to try to fuel it to make you a better team next year. Um, obviously, it's a, it was a disappointing locker room in there. Guys are guys are disappointed. Uh, guys put a lot into this season, put a lot into th- these past two weeks to really lay it all out there. And so when you come up short like this, um, uh, it, it, like I said, it is disappointing. It's not a, it's not embarrassing at all. Uh, it's, it's, I would never use that word. Uh, there's a lot of professional football players in that room, the locker room, to put a lot of hard work and um, and effort into into uh, into being here, into playing in that game. And um, um, the word "embarrassing" is an insulting word, to tell you the truth. Shit. One of the most lopsided Super Bowls in history last Sunday. I know it almost seems like an eternity ago. The Seahawks won their first world championship in a defensive style. Seeing the Denver Broncos at 48 to 8. No, it was 42 to 8? 43 to 8. Yeah, because it got that safety. And and it went. A couple field goals, and then it got the touchdowns. It was. So the safety on the very first play of scrimmage. And then the wheels. That's the score in NFL history. Wheels. Wheels and off the bus. 
And the Broncos never really recovered after and that. They did not go round and round. Exactly. Are you surprised how lopsided the game was just by all the hype we have heard a week ago? Or uh, with all the hype, I thought it was going to be a great game. You know, as I've said, number one offense in Denver, number one defense in Seattle. We talked about this last week. We thought it was going to be a classic game, and it had all the makings of a classic game. And Denver was favored, and thus when Denver came out and they just got smashed, it's like you're in a like a Daytona prototype, you and the car goes 200 miles an hour into a brick wall. And that's well, what's kind of happened in the 24-hour Daytona. Well, we're glad he is okay, by the way. Yeah, they are okay, thank God. But, you know, because that's basically what the Broncos were. They have the high-powered offense. They move fast, excellent receivers. Then they go, Then they meet the Seattle defense. They have now played a, Seattle, a team like the Seattle defense all year. But still, it's still shocking to consider how much of a destruction the game was. Denver couldn't get anything going all night long. It was just comical. Seattle was having their way with them and not even asking please. So it was just a complete destruction and a brilliant performance by the Seattle defense. You can't take anything away from those guys. Which is, I like to say, uh, congratulations to the show for actually predicting a Super Bowl pick right. Something that has not happened in the four years of existence. Interesting fun fact the Seahawks beat the Broncos 40 to 10 in a preseason game played up north in Seattle. <laughs> to which my grandma fun, uh, famously or funnily, commonly said, Well, didn't they just, didn't they just, uh, you know, Realize that you know, they, they they got killed once, so they get crushed again. And Peyton Manning on that South soundbite was saying it's uh, an embarrassment, to, or it's uh, insulting to say it was an embarrassment because one, the Broncos made the Super Bowl, they had a great season. Peyton Manning had one of the greatest NFL years for a quarterback. <laughs> but interesting enough, Pete Carroll becomes the third coach to win a national championship and a Super Bowl. Yep. I don't know who the first one is, but Barry Switzer was one. Drew Johnson. Drew Johnson. Or Barry Switzer. Drew Johnson and Barry Switzer were two great coaches. And now Pete Carroll, he says, well, I don't know about Barry Switzer. Yeah. Drew Johnson infamously coined the phrase, how about them Cowboys? So Drew now, Johnson for president. And, and, and interesting about those two guys, they led the Cowboys to Super Bowls back yeah. when Cowboys were just unstoppable. Kind of like they are now. Exactly. So you think the Seattle Seahawks are uh, a prime for a repeat, as Pete Carroll quoted after the game. Uh, I, I really think they are. It's, we all know, very hard to repeat in the NFL as Super Bowl champions. Nobody has done it since the Patriots did it back-to-back -back after going to taking out the Panthers and the Eagles um, almost 10 years ago. But here's the thing about Seattle. They were one of the youngest teams ever to play. You lose players in free agency, but you saw a guy who was a, a seventh-round pick a couple of years ago be your Super Bowl MVP and our good friend Malcolm Smith. Now, Malcolm, Malcolm, uh, Malcolm Smith, and I don't even know, was he starting in the game? He may have been, I'm not certain. But uh, I think this is a very good team, or, well, obviously a very good team. They won the Super Bowl. But I think they're in a great shot, especially if Russell Wilson can take that next step forward being – uh, with being more of a franchise quarterback. And I think that Seattle is going to be in the mix. And I think Denver will be in the mix as well. So I don't know if we'll see a Seattle-Denver Super Bowl game. But I, I don't think anybody will be surprised or should be surprised if Seattle were to uh, go back-to-back -back in a belly-to-belly. Well, who are, the other, who are the other good teams that could reassert next year in the NFC? Because the 49ers made their third straight NFC title game. Yep. Then you got the Saints, who will now be in their second full season after Sean Payton was suspended, mm -hmm. and they look good. Your pack, if they if they stay healthy, you know who knows what the Packers would have done this year. Aaron Rodgers wasn't out for a month, and we didn't have a bunch of injuries. Yeah, probably would have gotten a first round bye. Uh, I think they're right. I think, I think they're they're right. Right. And Eddie Lacy with Offensive Rookie of the Year. There we go. Who I actually, uh, out of the top of my head, called it on SportsZone. Way back when we did our mid-season picks. That's right. That's right. Eddie, okay. Eddie Lacy. Good, good player. You're damn right. You're damn right. No, not the NFL talk. Football is over. Great college basketball game, Syracuse-Duke. 
That was last week. Mm. More this week. Uh, it's Recycle Mania tomorrow for AU men's basketball. I try to bounce back after losing to Loyola. Which Coach Brennan says uh, it's, it's actually good that they lost, much like we have predicted. Good that they lost to the fact that they can sort of come put come back down to earth, feet on the ground, and it's, it's also good because they have been doing everything right. It's just a loss like this sort of gives them that extra edge to wonder what they could do better. Mm. Looking forward to that. Uh, more on the SI wire. Yeah. Andy Davis replaces Kobe Bryant on the All-Star team. Yes, sir. I mentioned he got robbed. He is now on the team, which is good. The Unibrow will be in Nolens in front of his home fans. The Unibrow turns you on, Mike. It does in, in mysterious ways. Yeah. Uh, she moves in a mysterious way. I'm sorry. For your boy Jam Berman, his Knicks head coach, Mike Woodson, expects to be fired by the All-Star breaks. So yeah. Large decision considering they're, I think they're a game out of eighth place. Uh, well, I mean, a game out of eighth place really doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but that team, the, the team is a disaster. Uh, you got to get rid of J.R. Smith. It was interesting. Apparently, James Dolan, the owner of Cablevision, MSG, the Rangers, and Knicks, uh, apparently had a one-on-one meeting with Carmelo Anthony, uh, which doesn't happen very often. A lot, one of the more notable times it happens right before they fired Mike D'Antoni, before they brought in Woodson. Woodson, I think, is a solid coach. He hasn't done a good job this year, but the, the whole team this year outside of Carmelo really has been awful. And, again, J.R. Smith has just been an ass. Hey, untied shoes. The untied shoe thing. Lon Shepard's looked awful. And a lot of them have been hurt, too. Won't be nice been hurt. The team as a whole has been a big disappointment. I don't think that changing the coach, uh, getting in uh, Herb Williams as the interim, which is expected to be been the interim, like, five times. But I think that I, I, don't, think, I don't think much is going to change. Because we always like to blame the coach and never blame the players. But this team's got a lot of flaws. And it's got a lot of issues on it. Will they get into the playoffs? Honestly, normally I would say yes. Because, I mean, you have Carmel Anthony. Bottom of the East is so bad. But I can't say that with any certainty from this team. This team is a joke. Let's be honest. They are a joke. Just like the show. Uh, According to Will Ferrell, it's a joke. Right? Right? Yeah, Washington Wizards are fifth place, 500. How about that? We were talking about the Wizards last night. Well, not not we, but me and another guy. Yeah, it's funny. They actually went to double overtime with the San Antonio Spurs, who are second in the West. The Wizards are 500, I think, for the first time, probably for the pre-Jordan era. And then uh, the fact that we were looking at Fanatic Radio, last time the USA did not win a medal count, was in 92. Summer games? Barcelona. How about that? And so now there's rumors that Norway might take us underneath. Not good. Apparently the DMX George Zerman celebrity boxing match is not a done deal. Yeah. Reported by the Los Angeles Times. For reasons I don't know why. Yeah. Why, why, why would you not have it? What's that? Why would you not have it? Well, because the, the thing is, looks just looks outrageous. And now George Zimmerman's getting all the celebrity for half the whole Trayvon Martin fiasco. I, I don't know what he's trying to get out of it. I don't know what anybody's getting out of it. The thing is just reeks of just The whole thing is just bizarre. Yeah, and DMX actually told a uh, Greenville, South Carolina Fox affiliate, he didn't really just, just say he was actually going to do it. Yeah, oh, really? Oh, boy. But, but if he does, uh, the money goes to charity. So he never was really on for it. Yeah, when was the last time anybody heard of DMX? I mean, you know, he did those movies, those uh, movies like he did a movie like Steven Seagal, like 2002. He did a uh, Cradle to the Grave with Jet Li. That's, that's the other one I was thinking. Yeah, he did Cradle to the Grave, Cradle to the Grave with Jet Li. Ah, that's, that's funny. Too funny. Any other any other big shoutouts that you want to give for us? Uh, I want to give a shout-out to our Islamic Africa professor, uh, Elk, Elky, Elk, uh, Stockrider. Wonderful lady. I think Do we not know her first name. Hey, we don't know her first name. No, I, I know her first name. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think she's a beautiful woman. 
that as that me and Mike love. We greatly enjoy your class. I know Mike, you can attest to this, and I hope uh, I'm hoping for more uh, goodwill coming forward out of the class. I know you agree. So it's uh, she actually did an amazing feat today. Two amazing feats. One, so we had a guest uh, in our class. I'm, I'm assuming visiting from high from high school, wanting to see you know how AU works. Mm-hmm. Which she was giving this. And I'll get to whatever the, what she was doing. But anyway, uh, our class ends at one. She's still talking. Girl gets up, walks out. Our teacher just goes off on this poor girl. I don't think she realized. Well, she did. She acknowledged that she was the, the guest student. Yeah. She's good looking, by the way. Yeah, she and she looked oddly familiar. Uh oh. Anyway, the second thing, which is awesome, was we have been in this class for what three weeks now. Yep. And she that was great. She like proceeded to like, oh well, she's gonna have to learn. So really, the girl that like was her like host was like going to get lunch with her after the fact or something. So the whole thing was just bizarre. She just got a little Exactly. It was like coloring blood. It was just ridiculous. And so then. The next, the next series which is great. Is she proceeded to tell three weeks of what we learned in this class in like forty minutes, which and now is like seven, eight readings, uh, chapters from this book. It was it was a crazy feat. I was typing like crazy. I think I got callus on my fingers. Yeah, I was writing like crazy. Yeah, exactly. Other news: uh, MLB. Derek Jeter, the captain. He's uncertain whether A-Rod will show up at spring training. Dear A-Rod, even though you are not playing next year, do you still show up? Um, what is going on with your boys in the Bronx? Uh, if I were him, uh, I would show up. You know what? Why not? Because the team, we all know the team wants to get rid of him, but he is still part of the team. Even if he is suspended, if he is allowed to do it, there's nothing that says or nobody says that he can't be there. I might as well show up. Like, if I were him, I would go there. And if they tell me to leave, just be like, well, I, I want to be here. I want to help out the team. But the team's eh, telling me no. So, well, um, no, just, that's just a low mistake for what it's worth. And we right, got Mike? the funk. Oh, well, uh, glory be, the funk's on me, Bobby. Keep that funk alive. Keep that funk alive. Mm. Well, it's 1975, and I'm It's off of our critically acclaimed segment, Tweets from Flow, sponsored by Applebee's. You know, the story has been flourished. No, no tweet, but you had a very funny story today. In your yeah, yeah, so we're talking about the opening ceremony, which is tonight. And somebody was like, oh, well, the, uh, I think it might have been the professor, well, I know the opening ceremony was earlier today. And so it's like, no, it's tonight. Or it's airing and tonight, the and funk. the professor, I think, was like, oh, well, uh, so they're airing it again. Be the and um, someone else, I think, you know, there's a little bit of confusion, so I'm like, well, they, they, it, was, it was earlier today, but it was taped, and it will air taped tonight. I mean, they announced it and did all that earlier while it was going on, but it's not live tonight. It is on tape delay at NBC does every year in the year in and year out for the Olympic Games. There's because of the time difference. Which I mean even though you can still do stuff live. I don't know why it goes a lot of other countries can do it fine. Like Canada I think does everything live. So or they can put stuff live on like NBC Sports Network and air it again in prime time or in the afternoon or whatever. But um but I don't think the class understood that it was not, it's not live tonight. Because, I mean, telling people don't know the, interest, the intricacies of the inner workings, of inner workings, the inside baseball of television, live sports, tape delay sports, NBC, that you and I know. That's what makes Fanatic Radio such a must-listen to radio programs. Speaking of must-listen, where the hell is Graham? I know, we gave him the day off. He's probably not he said he was coming, but we'll, we'll let it slide because he is celebrating his Syracuse Orange. Still, I think as the lone undefeated team in college basketball, other than Wichita State. Mm-hmm. 
Another thing that I'm glad we are going to get to, uh, some little Hall of Fame action between <laughs> my boy Warren Stapp and not your boy. Michael Strahan. Basically, we have some great sound bites. We'll start with Strahan's side of the coin, as it was said and reported during Super Bowl week. Obviously, the Saturday for the Super Bowl, the Hall of Fame class is announced. Yeah. So I want to say congratulations to my boy Ray Guy becoming the first punter into the Hall of Fame. Get it, your guy, Ray Guy. He is the guy. The controversy surrounding it basically it was when what I worked last year was who was gonna get in Sap or Strand. Yeah. Gave it to Sap, so it's like, oh Strand's a shoe in next year. Yeah. And he he was considered to be one of the locks this year along with the other guys like Walter Jones. Hunter Reed. Landry Reed was certainly not considered a lock. Yeah, Derek Brooks. Derek Brooks is going That was the Troika of guys that were considered a lock this year. And so here's what Michael Strand said when Warren, uh, when, uh, I guess Warren Sapp said Strand did not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. You know what, I, I would imagine so. Uh, you know what, but you know, this is how I look at it. My life, football is a great part of my life, and I am so grateful for everything. I lasted 15 years. I didn't finish my career as a guy who people looked at and said, he's done. They never looked at me and said, he should give money back. He's stealing. They never looked at me and said, why is he still in there off name because this guy is much better. You never did that with me. I took a lot of pride in everything that I did. And with that being said, I did it as hard as I could do it, the best I could do it for 15 years, and I left it. And that's a part of my life. That's not my entire life. So for some guys, maybe that is their life. That's all they have to hold on to. And for me, that's not it. And I kind of look at all these opinions and everything that's said. I don't respond to him because, you know, a, a, a tiger does not pay attention to the opinion of a sheep. And so then when Sap was, or when Strahan was officially announced, that was a few days before, and Strahan was officially announced into the 2014 class uh, in, in Shrine of the Hall of Fame. Foreign Sap said this. I saw Michael Strahan last night on my way going to Derrick Brooks. Crazy. Walked up to him. I grabbed him and hugged him and wouldn't let him go. I said, please forgive me. I say, dumb Lex Luthor came to the great city of Gotham and pulled Superman cake. How foolish could I have been, my man? Please forgive me. And if he tell a story any different than that, he lied to you, America, because I sure did apologize. For the, I, I'm going to beg for forgiveness, because there's a party cool. in Kansas, cool. and I promise you, I'm not listening. Let me ask Rod Woodson, too. I did the same thing to Rod Woodson, because I went in his first shot. He said, we the first ballot. And you know what? I, I was wrong. Wrong. That's wrong because he's certainly a Hall of Famer. And yeah. when you get there in that room, you say, man, that's wrong. Now you're part of the family. Wrong. Let, let, me, wrong. let me, and I'm going to say this about you, Sap, because I got asked so many times about what was the beef with Sap and Stray. And, I'm like, and I kept saying, there's no beef. No beef. You understand what the Hall of Fame is all about. And, and when you know what it takes to get there, and they ask you about a guy, you're not condemning a guy. You're actually putting the hall up and you're saying, listen. If straight, I, I, we played the same position. <laughs> you have a right to have an opinion because you're in the club. If you were not in the Hall of Fame, and that's didn't what I said. Up. Didn't shut up and go You in can't the say now. anything. But as a Hall of Fame pass rushing defensive lineman, you can comment on another guy. And then what you did is what you're right. supposed to do. A big team when he player. Get in, you're on the team when he now. get in, oh, we, we good. welcome to the team. You, right. you're you're the team. Welcome to the team, buddy. So, Warren, so flow, what side do you take? Um, I'm definitely taking Michael Strand. Because Warren Sapp, I mean, I need to pull up what you said. Well, Sapp said he had a, uh, his 141 all-time career sack. I think it's 141. Yeah. Six like, like Oh, no, he talked about the sack record he had in 2001. Uh, single season. The single season, because the final sack he got was Brett Favre. Yeah. Famously, which I was at the game, but uh, what was great about it, I was at the game, but I was like, we were about to walk out because Packers were winning uh, solidly. And then all oh, here's the, we hear the crowd going nuts. And like, oh, he, he must have got it. But I mean, it wasn't that sack. Favre sled. <laughs> right in front of the street. You, you know, Favre was just part of a straight hand. So. Must um, like, um, like what he was a sap. Absolutely. And I need to find what. Um, well, of course, Warren Sapp. Well, folks, uh, of course, Warren Sapp is going to say he's sorry when he's on live television. Of course, on NFL Network. 
Yeah, no, and of course he's going to ask for his forgiveness because it's one thing when Strahan wasn't uh, in the Hall of Fame when he got in. Yeah. But now that he is, the Hall of Fame basically, because that's one of the funny things I learned working there. Yeah. Is that you're all the same because you're in the Hall of Fame. But then there's, but within the 275 Hall of Famers, there's always that, because when it was the 50th anniversary last year, uh, a lot of media, so the NFL Network, was saying, can we go ahead and put out content saying who was the best, who the top ten best Hall of Famers? Yeah. And that's where you get, like, well, they're all the same, but then there's some players who are better than others. Yeah, and thing, here's what Sapp said. When you, uh, quote, when you stack it up, you only have four straight Pro Bowls, and a mythical sack record that y'all still walk around like it's something to be praised. I mean, y'all have to get off your high horse in New York and speak about the real. And when you re- when you really measure him up, he comes up ashore. What's just, what, what does that even mean? I mean, the mythical the sack record is you know what the last act was. Say what you want, um, you know it was BS. But that doesn't make that bad. That doesn't make the other 21 aspects one real. I mean, let's be honest. Strand 35 or so more sacks than Snap has. Even though, obviously, you know, he played a defensive end, but he played the left defensive end, which is more of the run stuffer spot instead of the right defensive end, which you usually see the top match running because the blind side to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, it, it makes Snap look like such a child. I think it was Greg Doyle on CBS Sports. They're like, you know what, Seth? He won. He got into the first ballot. Strand got into the second ballot. If in Seth's mind, you want to say it like that, he won. So that's what makes the whole thing ridiculous. Why are you trying to knock him down when he's going to get in? I mean, he's it's it's absurd. Because they both the same number of Super Bowls too. Exactly. And but the thing is, it's like you know he only has four straight Pro Bowls. Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? You only have four straight Pro Bowls. How many players don't have four Pro Bowls at all? Rick, I don't know. It was funny. And you got my boy Michael Irvin saying he did with Ron Woodson. So that's insane. And it's interesting, Boomer Sides and my boy. Your boy. And the great Boomer Card Show, which we can see on CBS Sports Network. Did we get that here? I'm like, but he's here's, how, here's what he said in the show. He doesn't realize when he's insulting people. He's insulted me. He's insulted Mike Strand now. He's insulted other players. And he never, ever looks in the mirror to realize what his words and how he delivers his words and the weight that they carry and the thing that comes with that. And quite frankly, I think he's an embarrassment. He's an embarrassment to anybody who's ever played the game of football because he feels like he's on an island somewhere by himself. And his unprovoked attack on Michael Strahan is ridiculous. And now they're in the same club together. Exactly. Well, of course, that's all I Yep, he went to Gotham City, which Superman does not live in Gotham City. He lives in a metropolis. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Alex Luthor pulls on the cape of Superman, which... Okay. But, but all I know is there's a body here, man. There's a body in Canton, and I'm not going to miss it. <laughs> Well, different for Pac Radio. Great show today, uh, as always. Uh, next week, we talk some uh, NBA All Star. Hopefully, we'll actually have some guests on the show. Funny, I want to give a shout out to uh, Dave Ward of the LA Times, who's a former guest on Snack Radio. He originally kind of broke the whole bad hotels in Russia. Because when I asked him, you know, could it be safe travel to have the Olympics? He was like, hopefully, he sent me an email back and said, hopefully it will. I saw pictures of what my hotel would be, and I'm not too thrilled. <laughs> so good foreshadowing. <laughs> For all of us here are, uh, watch the Olympics. We'll be following it in great detail. And the return of sports on the Sunday night tape. Tape delay. Hey, tape, we got tape. For Ben Fullman, I'm Gardner saying so long. We'll see you next week. <laughs>